Don't worry. I uh, you know technology sometimes. It's know, recording. It's recording. Good. Okay. So, thank you guys. Do you want to start with questions? Start. Okay. So the first question we have for you guys is what was the process of forming the band like for each of you? So far, buddy. Yeah, I guess I was the first member brought on. And so for me, it's a unique experience because I just got to find all my friends basically <laughs> and put them into the band. Now, it's we just reached out to a bunch of uh, different people after our manager, Amy, reached out to us. And then we started going through a bunch of different options of, of who might be good fits for the band. And a lot of people said no. And these guys said yes. Slay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's my favorite word. it's so bad say it too much okay so since starting the band what would you say has been the hardest challenge for you guys whether it be on your musical journey or personal journey just just joining the band hardest challenge Ooh. Mm. um well i think the thing about joining any team is uh you have to have a mixture of what your expectations are for your personal career right and then also mixing that and merging that with other people's personal hopes and dreams for their career as well. Yeah. yeah. So, but Probably compromise. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's like, you know, it's like any relationship. I think communication is key. And so the hardest part I know for me is like learning everything about these guys over the last four years, you know what I mean? And knowing how Sam works, how Dawson works, how John works and how I have to talk to each one of them, communicate with them. Um, we got pretty good at it yeah. for sure. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't always that way. That's for sure. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And the last one. You can so I have a question for you, Dawson. You graduated okay. high school well in this band. Is this what you imagined your high school and post-grad experience to be like? Or did you have something else like in mind? No, no, I had no <laughs> idea what to expect at all. And it def whatever I thought it would be, it's not. Now it's very, <laughs> it's very not in a bad way. Yeah, not a negative way. Just it's just you can't really expect what is going to come. There's just no, being in a band in general, there's no plan for it. No plan. Like, we, we've been taking, you know, we've had really high highs. We've had some lows. Went through COVID. Mm -hmm. um, we've changed direction majorly mm -hmm. over the past year. Um, so I'd say it's not at all what i expected but i'm happy with it man's a want to be a doctor before this yeah time. i was gonna be I, I like did not think i'd be doing music i wanted wow. to but i didn't think it was possible so yeah yeah that's kind of got plucked out of there <laughs> music is definitely different than being a doctor yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very very much so yeah so what inspired you guys to get started in music? And is there anyone that when you write your music or perform your music that you pull your inspiration from or that you say like, oh, we want to be like them or something like that? Hmm. Well, it's going to be different for every one of us. Um, we all bring our own things into this group. Um, and over the years, we've had a lot of different people. I feel like as a group that we've been like, yeah, we're kind of a mixture between these people. Um, but the more and more that we write, specifically in Nashville, it shows that we we really do have a unique sound that I'm not sure we've heard even in a, in a long time or ever heard. And so we we pull um, sometimes certain songs into like sessions when we're writing, being like, we'd love to go for this vibe. We've done that with Russell Dickerson, some Dan and Shay songs. We've done it with some Morgan Wallen songs. Um, but in the end, we're not trying to sound like them at all. Um, we're just trying to write hit songs right we and, have a and we have a unique sound especially with the four-part harmony you know on every chorus it's super big and 
um it just it, it kind of even just like a, a stock country song like yeah if we're singing it it just sounds a little little different a little yeah. unique yeah. to us so um that's been a huge challenge was finding our, our sound in the beginning but man i i, I think especially over the year and a half we've been living in nashville we've just really locked in on what our sound is and uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, if anything, like it's in, it lives in that pop country lane of like Dan and Shay and Brett and Young. But again, it's still a little different. It is still a little, little different. different. Thank you. So you guys said earlier that you've only been in Nashville for a year and a half. So what was the move from California to Nashville like? For you? Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great, honestly. Especially because we we you got to keep in mind we were going from COVID yeah to LA yeah. to Nashville. <laughs> And Very so different. we we just felt like we were kind of being stifled out there in LA for a while just because we couldn't do anything, couldn't get any work done. We were just kind of cooped up in an apartment all by ourselves. Well, also, you know, that we were like a, you know, country crossover band living yeah. in LA, like, you know, it just made more yeah. sense for us in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And we were blessed to work with a, an amazing producer out here in Jimmy Robbins and uh, mm-hmm. fortunate enough to get a publishing deal with Warner Chapel. I mean, the doors that have opened since we moved here have just been nothing short of a blessing so uh, absolutely yeah. as far as the physical move i packed up everything in one car <laughs> and drove <laughs> in drove in three days yeah all of us had our dust to the brims on the way across the country <laughs> it's was, it was very hot moving into college yes what moving into college was like i drove from new york to florida so oh, oh little bit different a little bit of a shorter drive but definitely still far and still packed still far. yeah, yeah. So during COVID, was that when you guys started doing like your What's Up Wednesdays and now it's Music Mondays? So what's the experience of doing that like and getting to interact with so many fans and getting to talk to them? Yeah, the point of What's Up Wednesday in the beginning was that was the whole point was to get to to say what's up to (laughs) to our fans we love we love all the outsiders we actually are outsiders ourselves so we wanted to just connect and and keep that community strong um we switched it over to uh, music monday um because we love music so much so we kind of get to (laughs) to merge both of those things um and that way it's music focused but also we still get to say hi to the fans um and check Mm -hmm. up on on everybody and it started in like during quarantine during lockdown you know, What's Up Wednesday was just kind of like a a portion of that. Like we used to do like four days a week, like a mm-hmm. live stream. Like Monday was, yep. a, and there were different theme days. Um, we were trying to not be bored. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> we were locked out. We had nothing else to do. So, yeah. um, but then you know, after you know, world opened up and you know things started coming back, we we always kept What's Up Wednesdays because mm-hmm. it was like our our thing just to talk to the fans. And then um, we switched it to Music Monday just because you know we wanted to sing and perform and all that kind of stuff for our fans as well so yeah your what's up Wednesdays I have to say I used to join them myself they were so much fun just watching interact and stuff it was so cool Mm -hmm. oh thank you that's so sweet so you're an OG yeah OG there maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah um well I have to ask since you guys so when you guys went to Rolling River Day Camp over the summer I don't know if you guys remember but I did the social media there so I was the one oh, asking. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's why I'm so familiar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't catch the title. Rolling River. Rolling River. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, was, I definitely remember. On Long that. Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yes. yes. So, wow. Well, it's your favorite place you guys have performed. It was that was fun. Rolling River. That was awesome. Yes. That was amazing. That was pretty awesome, bro. 
That Lady Gaga impersonator was awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was right. insane. Oh my god, I don't know how she didn't fall. I that was I hard. I respect her. Yeah, she, it was hot too. Yeah, it was hot, amazing. super hot. Um, yeah, I got sunburn. Favorite place to perform? Yeah, I gotta say it was Alton, Missouri. The Walnut Festival. The Walnut Festival. The Black Hole Walnut Festival. Oh my God. That's my hometown. Yeah, we went back to my Dawson's hometown. It's a little town of like 800 people. So the whole town came out, which was which was great. <laughs> yes. uh, we played, what, what is it? A little, little. We played on a trailer. On a trailer. On a flatbed truck, like trailer. Flatbed trailer. <laughs> that was the stage. It was so funny. <laughs> it was awesome. Sing Walnut Festival? Yeah. 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 It's What's a big like deal in Alton. It's, so it, back in the day when walnuts used to actually be worth anything, people would um, collect them, and then they get like these giant like fifty pound bags, and they had like truck beds full, and then they would get like compensated for like the whole truck bed like a hundred bucks. But like back in the day, like nineteen oh eight, you know, like, <laughs> uh, hundred bucks was very expensive. Yeah. So it's like now you get like fifty bucks for a whole thing, mm-hmm. but that's where it originated, and it was a thing they did every year. That's, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So, since we went through what your favorite place to perform is, what's your favorite song to perform? Oh, I feel like that that's hard because we so love hard. all our songs for different reasons. Yeah, that changes constantly. Um, right now it's an unreleased um, power ballad that we just like arranged recently. I don't know if we should say. Yeah, that. yeah, it's, it. yeah. It's called "You Make It Look Easy." It's mine. Yeah. It's not out yet, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a definitely a. Uh, Shows off the vocals and the harmonies very well. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to release that eventually. So, yeah. But we just arranged that. So yeah. It's probably are more, more of mine for sure. Favorite. So. I'd say that every time we we put together a new arrangement for a song that either isn't released or even a cover, that's always our favorite at the time. Yeah. We're like, oh shoot, this song's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's something new too. Yeah. New. I will say our latest single, "Go Broke," is very fun to just jump around and perform. Uh, you know, it's very engaged, and I, I actually really like that one. Yeah, that one always has a lot of energy. I love doing that on a stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anyone's not heard that, definitely go listen to that one. It's very fun. We were just listening to it mm, yeah. before you guys joined. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> no. I have a question for you guys. Who influenced you to start performing? And at what age did you guys start performing at? Like, when was the first time you ever performed? Wow. Good. Oh, well, that's different for everyone. Yeah. Um, I picked up a guitar at nine and then started performing shortly after around 10. Um, but man, like, I can remember. So I, I grew up in a weird musical inference. I had a lot of, like, my older brother lo- loved country music. So I was listening to, like, you know, Kenny Chesney at the time, Garth Brooks, and um, a bunch of different artists. But my mom was a huge, like, soul music fan, so she had me listen to literally everything. Marvin Gaye, Alvin Green, or Al Green, Earth, Wind, Fire, everyone. Um, but I will say, I was, like, five years old and loved Michael Jackson. That was, like, oh yeah, like, like I would watch his music videos and, like, yeah. kind of dance like him, like, as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so I think that was probably the first, like, time like i was like showed any interest mm-hmm. in music was like a, as a little kid michael jackson i mean yeah performing wise he's probably one of the greatest oh he's the great yes incredible. yeah man i don't know that I, I can't even land on one person man i was so um in like just immersed in music as a kid mm-hmm. that i i mean I, I had so many artists i did that watch youtube videos mm-hmm. all day of just like so many different artists um but the first time i performed was like 14 15 um it was at church Gosh. Yeah, like a talent show or what was it? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking the year. No, 14. no, I was like, oh. I was like, what? Almost fifteen. 
Yeah, mine, mine was definitely a church performance as well. I don't know a specific artist, but I was singing in choir and doing the little theater things since I was like three. <laughs> I, I My first ever performance was I was a kindergartner. Yeah. And it's actually a very, very funny story. I, I think I just wanted to be in front of people. I just wanted to perform. And it was a homeschool co-op group. Yeah. High, uh, uh, talent show. And I, for whatever reason, chose to just perform trumpet and ladies i did not play trumpet at all oh my god i literally no, this is so ridiculous i literally went up there with this trumpet in my little bow tie i was like probably you know this big and i literally like wobbled up there and i broke out my trumpet and i didn't practice anything. i didn't play trumpet you guys i literally everyone i literally no not even no i crushed that thing i was like Meh. not even notes bro yeah, no, just literally practice. nothing and then there was no song there was no time limit. So I literally, when I felt like I was done, I put it down and everyone was like, <laughs> they started clapping. <laughs> and I literally like hopped off the stage and then like, I was so embarrassed, even though I knew that's what I was doing. And I, and I, and I put it down. And that was, and I knew that was a star from that moment on. I can't know that this. story for you. That's amazing. That's amazing. Then I plug it out. So that way I put it on stage. Sure. Anyway, so that was my, I knew that. Okay. Wait, you said, oh. have you guys, okay, hold on, English. Andrew, you said Michael Jackson. Have yes. you guys seen the Michael Jackson music, I mean, musical, I almost said music video. Have you seen the Michael Jackson musical? I have musical not. Or, or, the, or the movie yes, or what? They just opened a musical on, they opened a musical on Broadway oh. of Michael Jackson's life. It's the story of his life as he prepares for his, I think it was his 1984 tour. Mm, it wow. was yeah. so incredible. To wow. Okay, we should hey, watch it. Okay. Next time we're in New York. Yeah. New York. It's, That's awesome. It's the best. And Miles Frost, Chef's Kiss. He was fantastic. <laughs> okay, so you guys started performing individually. Do you think performing as solo artists and then coming into the band, kind of knowing your own sound, do you think that ha created, or hold on, do you think that gave you guys an advantage in finding your sound as a band and kind of just coming together and collaborating? absolutely i think all of us having a background in music definitely helped i will say though we have all gotten better yep. through being with each other um so yeah definitely. yeah oto could not exist without any of these four voices um and it's so odd because it is even even in the harmony world you know like it it, it there's it's hard to explain but it has a certain range and and color that just happens that way um, but yes, I would definitely say to your question, having that beforehand, uh, but also Dawson's point was perfect. We, we found it on the way as well. Mm -hmm. And we're still finding it, but also yeah. we, we got it down there. And so, yeah. Is there somewhere that you guys go for inspiration while writing music? Like, where's your go-to place to write music? Uh, Warner Chapel Music in uh, Music Row, Nashville. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we write, so we, we have a very fortunate enough to have a publishing deal here in town. And, um, we're writing again some some days it's it's three days a week some days it's four some days it's five days a week um we are very busy writing every day um mm -hmm. and we're in studios and music row most of the time so um most of the time our inspiration just kind of has to be there be there and yeah. we don't get to go to like some cool place to yeah to, to do that but um many of y'all have any places that you go well, I love, sorry go ahead no go ahead i love to write outside in the okay. morning like you hear birds chirping that's a that's a vibe I used to do that when I was younger. Yeah, I was going to say, whenever I feel like I'm stuck, um, I like going outside um, into, 
just I, I either like going to a place with lots of people or or no humans at all and it's just like nature and you can kind of catch you know the breeze or whatever's going on naturally the wind going on there um but also going where regular people who have nothing to do with music at mm -hmm. all there's folks yeah. right folks. and they're just whatever they're working um their jobs and things like that and catching their drift catching what they talk about catching what they what they usually complain about or what they celebrate you can kind of catch what people care about um in the city the most but everyone's different you know if you go out to you know dawson's family out in missouri and they're totally different than people who but they're also the exact same and catching that sameness is very interesting yeah. people who are in the middle of nowhere that they, 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 they have something in common with people who are in nashville in the city and they're just worrying about catching the bus and going to their job whatever they have in common is very interesting mm. so that's another way to answer that but yeah that's so cool so would you say like that's your favorite part of the writing process kind of finding like the location for inspiration and getting that inspiration Honestly, my favorite part of the song is when the song is done. I'm like, oh, shoot. This is <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I think a lot of times when I can't find some inspiration, that's what I'll do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my, I think it's just the craft of it. Yeah. My favorite is, is, again, we write so many songs. And John has a point. It's like you never know which one's good until it's finished because when you're in it, every song sounds great and feels yeah. great, really. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, this is great. And then you listen back like a couple hours later, you're like, yeah. I give it a day. Um, I have to like not hear it for a while. But I will say I, the my favorite part of songwriting is when you're on a roll with someone. Like if you yeah. have like a really good flow with someone and you just go in and the song just pours out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and that, that like you just get a song in an hour or a song in 30 minutes or a song in 90 minutes, like super quick. It just, just everything pours out on paper. Like it was like perfect. Already written yeah. that. Yeah, that's my favorite wrong. feeling ever. That's great. I agree. That's my favorite feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any <laughs> do you guys have any questions for us about, about anything? What does your day look like at the radio station when you when you guys up to? So it depends okay, because sure. Yes, we can. We're on a computer. Oh, sure. This is our we radio can show station. You we'll give you a station. we'll give you a cute little tour. Come on. Yeah. This, this is, is our station. Oh, that. that is that's awesome. Yes, we haven't decorated like yet. And then that's outside, but that's just where our um speakers are and a mess. So we won't take you out there. Okay. But this <laughs> is like where we do like on we're not on air yet, but when they fix the system, we'll be on air. But a lot of students often podcast in here. Oh yeah. Both of us do podcasts right. each week. We like, also got like a class started. So we do podcasts every week for the class. So awesome. That is that's really dope. cool. Oh. So like well, she'll talk like pop cultural, I'll talk sports. Wow, that's you really, really cool. could just talk about whatever you want for the podcast, and then we have the soundboard and the soundproof walls and stuff. So it's really cool how they set up the studio for us. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. There's a curtain behind us, but the curtain doesn't go over the windows, so oh. everyone just <laughs> stares at us like yeah. we have five heads. I love that. Oh, that. Wow. That's hilarious. That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for your time. Before yeah. we go, we do have to take a picture for our Instagram. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, That's cool, so cool. All right, guys. So that was mine and Emily's interview with On the Outside. If you want to listen to them, they are available on all streaming platforms. And for WTT Spartan Radio, my name is Samantha. Thanks for listening to WTT Spartan Radio, the University of Tampa's one and only radio station. To learn more about us and how to get involved, please follow us on Instagram at WTT Spartan Radio. Talk to you guys soon.